Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. It's Monday the 10th of June. Coming up, tributes paid to former Gillingham manager Justin Edinburgh. Always laughing, great smile, great fun, inspirational, great conversationalist. Just a great guy to be around. Debate in Parliament about cystic fibrosis drugs. Hopefully more MPs will support us and be able to look to our children's futures. And students shows environmentally friendly clothing line at London Fashion Week. So you've got a hoodie that was made from recycled polyester and organic cotton, printed using water-based inks, therefore they're sulfur-free. Kent Online News. First today, tributes are being paid to former Gillingham manager Justin Edinburgh, the 49-year-old who managed the League One side between 2015 and 2017, died on Saturday following a cardiac arrest. Here's Jill's chairman, Paul Scally. Well, I heard the news that he was uh, had a heart attack obviously last Monday and I was at the chairman's conference in Portugal Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So I, there, were, there were updates coming through from the Leighton Orient uh, uh, representatives, you know. So we knew, uh, I knew he was in a bad way, to be honest, um, but I didn't, you never expect someone to die from that. And uh, the news on Saturday is really just shocking. I mean, I was stunned, I am stunned, I'm shocked, saddened really, I feel for the family. Um, you know, I knew Kerry, obviously I knew Charlie, I knew his daughter, uh, not so well, but um, I saw Charlie a lot and I saw Kerry a lot and uh, I can't even imagine uh, what they must be going through right now. They must be past devastated. And, you know, my heart goes out to them because at 49, a great guy, you know, you don't expect to lose your dad, your husband at that age and especially so suddenly and I just, um, I just can't get my head around it really. I think, you know, while he was here at Gillingham, you know, every day he was here was fun. You know, travelling away from to games was fun. Uh, I used to meet him personally away from football. He was supporting when I had my serious heart condition in London Bridge. He, he supported me through that, came to visit me. You know, we laughed in hospital, we laughed when I came out. Um, and I just, even now, well, now and for a long time, I'm sure I won't get my head around the fact that he's no longer with us. And just give us your memories of Justin as a person away from the football pitch. Always laughing, great smile, great fun, uh, inspirational, great conversationalist. Just a great guy to be around, really. I mean, in many ways, it's a shame football uh, came between us, if you like, because obviously, inevitably, when we end up not, not continuing the relationship, you know, it's difficult because that's the business we're in. But if we take that aside, the times he was here, that, that uh, other than at the end, it was, a, it was a great guy to be around, both in the club and, and socially outside. Always had a smile for everyone, always had time for everyone. Uh, good fun guy, just one of the great guys of, of life and like I say, just a, I mean, an absolute tragedy that he's died so young in such sudden circumstances. There's, there's a lovely shirt just down there actually where he says that he dared the fans to dream when they sang top of the league. That's one of the great memories, isn't it, that season where you did start so well and you were top of the league that he brought to the club. Yeah, he was and I mean that was one of many times and uh, you know it, it was a fantastic moment on a professional basis as well and so much fun going on around the place and so much life and activity and uh, you know that's what he was. He was a guy that lifted everyone really whether it be the ticket office staff, whether it be the ground staff, media, advertising, commercial staff. You know everyone loved Justin because he was that sort of guy that he came in with a smile, he went home with a smile and um, he was just a fun guy to be around and um, 
you know, I'm so pleased for him actually that, you know, it's bizarre that I was actually going to get hold of him this summer and congratulate him on what he'd done at Leighton Orient. And uh, I never got that opportunity, I never got to do that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's just a massive loss, massive loss for his family, massive loss for his friends and a massive loss for football. The club's opened a book of condolence at Priestfield for fans to write their own messages and they can leave flowers at the dugout areas. Kent Online reports. A seventh person has been arrested after an exchange student was attacked in Canterbury. A German boy was flown to a London hospital in a serious condition following the assault in Whitefriars Street on Thursday. So far, police have questioned six teenagers aged between 15 and 17 and a 44-year-old man. The mum of a toddler from Tunbridge Wells who has cystic fibrosis says it's vital a life-saving drug is made available. An online petition calling for precision medication like Orkambi to be made available in the UK has been signed by more than 100,000 people, triggering a debate in Parliament today. Caroline Powell's three-year-old son Theo was diagnosed with the disease when he was four weeks old. At the moment he's currently struggling with his weight. He hasn't grown in a year and a half. Um, He's had multiple infections this year. So we spend quite a lot of our time going to and from the hospital. Um, And I basically had to give up work in order that my husband could carry on working because the amount of time we take off, it wouldn't work. (laughs) Um, And it's caused quite a lot of problems because obviously he's been growing these bugs and we've had family members who've died from cancer and he couldn't see them. And I had to choose, obviously, between him and them. He's a very happy little boy. (laughs) Very charming, uh, very outgoing. But when he was first diagnosed, we were obviously told that the precision medicines were coming. And it was just a matter of time before they were approved. Cystic fibrosis means they've got a gene from each parent, which is good because it means it's neither parent's fault. But obviously there's a lot of different genetic combinations, so you have different medicines that are suitable for different people. His medication routine is very demanding for a child his age. So he is on three nebulizers a day, four different inhalers, different antibiotics, different vitamins. They have been a lot of campaigning as you'll be aware of and I imagine you're involved in this as well about or can be this drug which is going to be debated about in Parliament about its the potential of it being made available in the NHS from what, what do you understand of it and in terms of what it could what it could do or can be is basically the first in a line of different drugs basically it starts to treat the cause rather than the symptoms because at the moment, the medicines that are available are just chasing around the body and trying to solve one problem, then you get a side effect with another problem, then you're sorting that problem out, and you're sort of always about five steps behind. If we got access to Orkambi and Simdeco, it would be amazing. Hopefully, more MPs will support us in the future and just help us get access and be able to look to our children's futures and talk about (laughs) what they want to be when they grow up, (laughs) what they want to do, and we'll be able to see our children flourish and not be trapped in hospital beds 
and having to deal with taking ridiculous amounts of medicines and just watching them fade. Kent Online reports. Weather warnings have been in force across Kent today. We've had heavy rain across the county and the Met Office have issued an amber alert, which means travel disruption and flooding are likely. Young people in Romney Marsh have teamed up with the charity Fixers to urge bus companies to provide a better service. They've created a video featuring a model of a skeleton waiting at stops across the area to raise awareness of the issues they have to deal with and the impact it has on their lives. I know what you're thinking. I'm not looking my best. I'm going to my job as I don't drive and I have to get the bus. Growing up on the marsh, it isn't easy to get around. The only bus that gets me to work in the morning gets me there an hour and a half early, and the next bus would get me there an hour and a half late. Buses here are scarce. I hope I don't lose another job because of the bus service. This is so frustrating. The bus takes so long, an hour and a half to travel only a few miles. The same journey in a car takes 25 minutes, and in the evening, there's no bus service at all. And forget Sundays. If I want to visit my mates, I have to catch the 7pm bus home, and that's the last bus of the day. Sometimes this makes me feel like I'm missing out and being left behind. Often I have to wait at stops with no lighting and no shelter. In fact, sometimes there's nothing to even show it's a bus stop at all. And in the winter, it's really dark. Sometimes I feel a bit scared. I hope the driver sees me. It isn't just me. My problems with getting around are experienced by so many other young people on the marsh. Our problems aren't just about difficult bus times, it's a lot more than that. Without regular, reliable and safe bus transport, young people are missing out on loads of opportunities. If we can't get to where we need to go, we're missing out on work and educational opportunities too. If we're missing out on friendships, socialising and family life, it can cause conflict at home when we ask for lifts and problems with friendships when we have to let them down. It might be too late for me, but not for the bus services to be improved. Sort it out so we can get about, please. They're hoping bus companies and Kent County Council see the video and decide to improve services in the area. Kent Online News. Cigarettes and scratch cards have been stolen following a break-in at a co-op near Gravesend. Police were called to the store in Eisted Rise late last night. The shop was targeted last year when a cash machine was stolen during a ram raid. The family of a young Thanet woman say her life would be completely changed if she was able to have a bionic arm. Abby Taylor was born with half an arm and has to use her left side for everything. While the 20-year-old has coped so far, she's now starting to experience pain in her neck and shoulders. Her mum Erin has been telling Lydia about their fundraising campaign. We're um, trying to raise between twenty-five and £30,000. Um, Abby was born with part of her right arm missing um, and has coped really well throughout her life, but is now suffering with neck, back and shoulder ache. Um, the arm will help... Uh, with the pain as well as help with day-to-day life. Um, We've also been told that um, she's going to suffer with chronic shoulder pain within her early 40s due to the fact of the overuse of her left arm. And tell me a little bit about the actual bionic arm. So will Abby be able to, will you be able to do movements that a person with an arm can do? Um, yeah, to a certain extent, her um, the arm will um, be able to move uh, fingers and the hands in, individually. Um, it will have wrist movement, 
the only thing that she will have to do manually will be to move the, the thumb um, so she can make different grips, which there's 14 different grips. And it must be um, exciting to think that potentially she could have this arm and it could be quite life-changing, I imagine, for you. Yeah, I think uh, she is really excited um, and uh, hopefully it will change things for her. Um, drastically. Kent Online reports. A University of Kent student has been showing off his environmentally friendly fashion brand at London Fashion Week over the weekend. 22-year-old Emmanuel Enemoku launched Yahoo in 2016 with the help of the uni's business startup initiative. He's since worked with the likes of Nike and Vogue. I've been chatting with him about what inspired him to create his own clothing line. It's bullying, but it's like, it's kind of just how secondary school or high school is. Like, everyone's always, like, throwing banter at each other here and there, but obviously some things do stick and some things do, like, cut a bit deeper. And it's, like, things like your appearance or, like, what you can or can't afford are the ones that are, like, you can laugh it off in the moment, but it's, like, it's still going to hit you. Like, you can try and throw, like, a little bit of, like, a joke back at that person, but it's still, like, oh, like, that there was truth in what they said. So it's, like, that's what inspired me to be, like, cool, like, if I can't afford to buy the Ralph Lauren polos and that now... Um, I'm going to just make my own brand at some point and that's what I aspire to do and that's what brought the brand around, yeah. How would you describe your brand? Uh, so we're just, I keep everything simple. I don't dress too loud myself. Everything I wear is pretty simple. I just like good colours and good patterns. So it's like we've got the iconic smiley face tee which is our trademark that we own and that one sold at least like 200 plus units now. We've got sweatsuits, tracksuits, um, utility vests, uh, beanies, sweatshirts, just lots of really like easy to wear stuff. However, this winter we've got some really cool stuff lined up. That's a lot different. It's a lot new. It's new to what we've done before. It's different. And it's taking the brand in another new direction again. Yeah, it's mainly tees and hoodies. Like we've got Project Purify now, which is focusing on putting um, being sustainable at the core of the brand. So focusing on making clothes that actually don't impact the environment negatively. So we've got a hoodie that was made from recycled polyester and organic cotton, printed using water-based inks. Therefore, they're solvent-free, which is then packaged inside. Um, a box made from recycled cards that is also completely recyclable as well. And that's Project Purify, just focus on being sustainable and also working with different up-and-coming male and female designers from across Europe. The second one was with a girl called Floor from um, Amsterdam, who also works in Nike as a graphic designer on a t-shirt, which again printed with water-based inks and it's also made from 100% organic Indian cotton. And I understand you're going to be exhibiting, you're going to focus on this sustainable fashion. Yeah, it's the biggest focus for the brand right now and moving forward. Like, it started off this time last year, no, around March last year, when I brought out the astronaut sweatpants that were made from recycled yarn. And I'm now trying to put being sustainable at the core of the brand because I realize that one, how important it is in general for a company, whether you're in fashion, whether you're in food, whatever, whatever industry you're in is very important to be sustainable as a brand. But I also realize that how polluting the fashion industry is as well. And that it's important for me as someone who, whose brand is looked up to by a lot of younger people, uh, younger, like being below 20, or even like between ages 20 and 25, who in the next 10 to 20 years will be the ones leading our parliament, leading our governments, leading everything that we're doing, teaching our 
next generation of children. And if they don't care about being sustainable, then it's going to be very tight for the up-and-coming people below them. So I find it's important that my brand, the should be showing kids that it's cool to be sustainable slash ethical so that they can then lead the way for those to come in the future as well. And finally today, one of Kent's seaside towns has been named among the worst in the UK. A survey by Consumer Group Which has put Margate 8th from bottom in their list based on things like attractions, peace and quiet and value for money. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.